You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. The Word of God will change us. It saves the sinner and it shapes the saint. It's kind of like that story about a South Sea Islander during World War II. He proudly was displaying his Bible to an American soldier who was passing by. The American soldier said, we've outgrown that sort of thing already. The Islander smiled back and said, It's a good thing we haven't. If it weren't for this book, we would have eaten you by now. God's Word is transformative. It doesn't leave anyone who encounters it the same way. Even those who reject it shift from ignorance to a willful rebellion after hearing the message that it brings. But for those who embrace it, it brings new life and freedom from sin and fear. As Pastor Dion will illustrate in today's message, it has the power to change entire cultures, and it can start with just a heart or two that are open to let the truth it contains fill them and remove the sin that destroys. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Isaiah chapter 59. As he continues his message, the Bible is a divine message. Since Adam and Eve, every person is born with the nature of sin. And here's what the verse, the Bible says, There is none righteous, no, not one. And everybody say, oh. So the first major message that God communicates through the Bible is because of Satan and sin, mankind is separated from God. The second major message that God communicates in the Bible is that eternal, eventual judgment will happen on the ungodly. And everybody say, oh, again. Another big theme, reoccurring theme throughout the Bible. First, that man is separated from God because of sin. And then secondly, there will be an eventual judgment on the ungodly on those who rebel and remain in their sin. Then there's the third major message of the Bible, and it is this, God's plan of, everybody say it out loud, what? Redemption. Say it again, what? Redemption. That's some good news. Look at your neighbor and say, some good news. God's plan to save mankind is found in the Bible. He reveals that to us. It's one of his major headlines. His plan to save us, to reconcile and restore us to Himself through the Messiah. In fact, here are two verses, one from the Old and another from the New Testament about this. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11 that you're very familiar with. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen, and you will find me when you seek me. Isn't that awesome? And then there's Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 5. It says this, God's unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into His own family 
by sending Jesus Christ to die for us. Yeah, you, you can applause for that. I would. So, in the Bible, God reveals Himself, self disclosure. He also provides us with major, the major messages. One, because of Satan and sin, mankind is separated from God. Two, there will be an eventual judgment on the ungodly, on those who remain in rebellion towards God. Three, God's plan to reconcile and restore us to Himself through the Messiah. And here's the fourth major message of the Bible. Everybody said out loud, how now shall we live? Let's say it again. How now shall we live? In the Bible, we find God's instructions for the redeemed. Remember, one of the major themes is He wants to redeem us, right? So we won't go through the eventual judgment on the ungodly because there is none righteous and no, not one, right? So in the book, He reveals to us these instructions for the redeemed. How to live godly lives in an ungodly world. And in them, in the Bible, they're not suggestions. They're not proposals. In the Bible, God revealed His moral standard, His principle, His prescriptions, His promises, His counsel, His commands, His conditions. So the Bible is an instruction manual. Everybody said out loud, it's what? It's an instruction manual. What, what would be the title of it? Christianity for Dummies. Yeah, go ahead and look at your neighbor and say, that's me. Yeah. Look at your, look at your neighbor and say, I need it. Or uh, look at your neighbor and say, you need it, right? We do. So God's, the, the, the major themes that are in the Bible, God, what God is communicating, we are all sinners. We're all doomed for judgment. But God has a plan of redemption through His Messiah. And those who re are redeemed, who take the option and believe in the Messiah, then this, He has a message for us to know how to live a godly life in an ungodly world. Look at your neighbor and say, I got it. I got it. The Bible is, is that book, Christianity for, for Dummies. I love the way Paul explained it in 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17. Here's what it says. The whole Bible was given to us by inspiration from God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It straightens us out and helps us do what is right. It is God's way of making us well prepared at every point, fully equipped to do good to everyone. Did you catch it? You know, I think I want to read that verse again. How about you? Let's put it up there again. 2 Timothy 3.16, the whole Bible was given to us by inspiration from God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It straightens us out and helps us do what is right. It's God's way of making us well prepared at every point, fully equipped to do good to everyone. Guys, in a nutshell, a Bible that is falling apart usually belongs to a person that isn't. So the Bible claims that its author and its message is divine. 
But how can we be sure? Is there proof? Is there evidence that it is divine? Well, guys, this is where the Bible and other alleged sacred books differ. You see, the Bible is an, has undeniable evidence that it is a supernatural and divine book. The sovereign God has left his fingerprints all over the Bible. Would you like to investigate? The first evidence that this is a divine book that the, it authored by God is first, it has a, everybody say it out loud, a unified message. Forty different contributors in the Bible over a period of 1,500 years who lived on three different continents all had aligning stories. I mean, two people having the same story would be a coincidence. Forty people having the same story is an undeniable miracle. The only way 40 people living at different times and on different continents, speaking different languages, could have the exact same message is that they all had the same muse. They all were inspired by the same source. Can you see God's fingerprint? The second evidence that the sovereign God is the author of the Bible is this. Everybody say it out loud. Scientific knowledge. Say it again. Scientific knowledge. Before man had the knowledge or capabilities of knowing, before there were telescopes, microscopes, or Wikipedia, you know what I'm saying? The Bible revealed specific details about cosmology, biology, zoology, meteorology, about botany. The scientific knowledge of the Bible proves that it was written by the creator and designer of the universe. God left his fingerprint. Everybody say it out loud. God left his fingerprint. The third proof that the sovereign God is the author of the Bible is its, number three, everybody say it, its prophetic accuracy. Say it out loud. It's what? Prophetic accuracy. The Bible records specific and detailed events that could not be known or anticipated, all of which were fulfilled with 100% accuracy. Can I say that again? With 100% accuracy. Only a sovereign who, believe, who lives outside of time and space could be that accurate. In fact, listen to what God said about Himself in the Bible. Isaiah 46, verse 9. For I alone am God. I am God, and there is none like me. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. Yeah. The prophetic accuracy of the Bible is undeniable evidence that God is its author. But if you're still not convinced, if you're still saying, I'm not, I'm not sure, consider the Bible's this. Everybody say it out loud. Eternal 
quality. Say it again. What? Eternal quality. Did you know that the Bible was preserved with each transmission? You know, it's copied over and over again without error for over 2,000 years. The message has never changed. It has never been altered. It has never been twisted. I mean, we guys, we can't even pass a simple sentence through five people without it getting twisted. Let's go Brandon, for instance. You hear what I'm saying? And yet, for over 2,000 years, the Bible was trans had the transmission was copied over and over and over again without one error. I mean, there are over 25,000 known manuscripts dating back as far as 200 years before Jesus Christ. And the most it has is a few minor misspellings. Everybody say, wow. And the miracle doesn't end with just the transmission. The miracle is also seen in the preservation of the Bible. Did you know that no other book has been so violently attacked as the Bible? In the year 303 A.D., the emperor Diocletian wanted to eradicate Christianity from the earth. He executed thousands of Christians. And he also issued a federal mandate that all Bibles be destroyed. Everybody say, wow. Well, Diocletian died and the Bible continued. There's a good place to applause right there. But then it goes further. 600 years after Diocletian, the Catholic Church decided that only priests, bishops, and the Pope could read and interpret the Scriptures. So they confiscated Bibles from the common people. They got them all back. Then they translated the Scriptures into Latin, the language of the elite and the educated. They they tried to control the Bible and who should read it. Listen, men can control religion, but they cannot control the Bible. It refuses to be manipulated or caged. It found its way out. Then, at the end of the Renaissance era, an extremely popular French atheistic philosopher by the name of Voltaire used his pen and his popularity to attack the Bible. He wrote this statement several times in his widely read publications. Quote, The Bible was written by fools. I will see to it that both the Bible and Christianity become extinct Within 20 years, the Bible will be forgotten. End of quote. Voltaire huffed and he puffed, but he could not destroy the Bible. Now watch this. Ironically, the year after Voltaire died, his mansion was purchased and converted into a publishing house to print Bibles. Voltaire is dead and gone, but the Bible is still the number one bestseller in the world. The Word of God is indestructible. 
The old poem says, Hammer away, you hostile hands. Your hammers will break while God's anvil stands. I like that, yeah. 1 Peter 1.24 says this, All people are like grass, and all their beauty is like a flower of the field. The grass dries up, and the flower drops off. Everybody out loud, but the word of the Lord lasts forever. The reason the Bible is eternal is because its author is eternal. But if you're still looking for a more current proof that the Bible is a divine book, maybe you, we've gone through the list and you said, wow, I, I would like something more current, a more current evidence that the Bible is a divine book. Well, I would suggest you look at the person sitting next to you. Huh? Oh yeah, see, the Bible has transforming power. The Word of God will change us. Everybody say transforming power. Tra the Word of God will change us. It saves the sinner and it shapes the saint. It's kind of like that story about a South Sea Islander during World War II. He proudly was displaying his Bible to an American soldier who was passing by. The American soldier said, we've outgrown that sort of thing already. The islander smiled back and said, it's a good thing we haven't. If it weren't for this book, we would have eaten you by now. When the child of God loves the Word of God and sees the Son of God, he is changed by the Spirit of God into the image of God for the glory of God because he has found the truth of God. I'll say it again. When the child of God loves the Word of God, and sees the Son of God, He is changed by the Spirit of God into the image of God for the glory of God because He has found the truth of God. I love it. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13 says this, And we will never stop thanking God for this, that when we preach to you, you didn't think of the words we spoke as being just our own, but you accepted what we said as the very Word of God. Which, of course, it was. Read this last line with me. And it changed your lives when you believed it. Many of you have the same testimony. When you opened yourselves up to God's Word, love erupted. Joy arose. Faith exploded. Strength in, ensued. Courage gushed. Uh, you know, peace surged. Appetites changed. Attitudes switched. Morals renewed. Transformation happened. Your family and friends were shocked. Your co-workers are stumped. That's the evidence that the Bible is divine. If change isn't happening, the dose is too low. I'm going to say it again. If change isn't happening, the dose is too low. 
Read the Bible. It'll scare the hell out of you. So with that, I'll leave you with the last verse. Here it is. Colossians 3.16. Let's read it out loud together. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you. How? Let's read it again. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you. I tell you what, look at your person next to you and say it, read it, quote it to them. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Now, all of you out loud, as loud as you can, so the Facebook people can, can hear it. Let's let them hear it. What? Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. It's an amazing book, isn't it? Did you learn something? Listen, if you have come to a conclusion that the Bible is truly a divine book authored by God who has revealed Himself to us and His message. And you are ready to believe. You are ready to surrender your life to Him and allow the Word of God to come in and change you. If that's you, let's pray out loud together. Father, I know I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. I have ignored you. I have fought you. I have run from you. But today, today I surrender. I repent for my sin. And I turn to you. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Wash me. Fill me. I'm yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, if you have either prayed that prayer for the first time or rededicated your life, you got to tell somebody and just let them know, I prayed with Pastor and, and I have allowed the Word of God now to seep into my life. They will encourage you and of course just spur you on. Your spiritual growth is important. The Bible, having a Bible in your hand, I tell you what, it's powerful, right? The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord make His face to smile on you this week and be gracious to you and give you peace. May the beauty of the Lord be upon you and may He establish all the works of your hands. And may you continue to realize that that Bible that you hold, that Bible that you have, whether it's digital in your phone or it, it, you know it's, it, it's the, the book with pages and, and ink. It's more than just phrases and sentences. It's the living words of God that will encourage us and sustain us through any trial and any tribulation or any trouble. The Lord bless you guys. I love you. Thank you for joining us here as Pastor Dion Cordova has brought you The Simple Truth. In this series, Pastor Dion has been exploring the foundations of the Christian faith. What is it that makes us who we are? What separates us from the rest of the world? Jesus made it pretty clear when he was talking to his disciples in John 13, 35, saying, By this all people will know that you're my disciples, if you have love for one another. <laughs> that might be a foundational truth, but it's not an easy one. Consider the disciples. They all came from different walks of life. 
Jesus brought together a zealot and a tax collector who were quite simply enemies. Then he told them to love each other. What does that look like in your life? Do you know that love is to be your defining characteristic? That means wherever you are, whatever church you walk into, no matter if they look differently or do things differently, love is what you're called to do. If you're looking for a community dedicated to that principle, come and see us. The Simple Truth is a ministry out of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel in Española, New Mexico. We have services Sunday mornings at 9 or 11. And if you'd like to jump into a Bible study with us midweek, come by this Wednesday evening at 7. We'd love to have you. All this information and more can be found at tmcalvary.com. Once again, that's tmcalvary.com. Head on over there now and check it out. We're at the end of our time today, but we hope to see you again when we come back with The Simple Truth. Let us join our hands and together we stand. Together we stand.